podcasting from inside the stash. I'm Jenny. I'm Nicole. And this is Stash and Burn. We should have a different entrance to I this know. podcast. Yeah, sorry we've been gone for so long, but we just didn't have the heart to record for yeah. the last couple months. And I, we talked about this and decided it was best to be honest about where we are. Um, the election has hit us both pretty hard. Mm-hmm. And it was difficult to sort of think about coming back on the podcast and just talking about knitting like nothing had changed. Yeah, I'm like just so angry constantly. And we thought a lot about what it meant to admit that on the podcast <laughs> because obviously knitting has been very nonpartisan for us. Um, but um, I know that, at least speaking for myself, I have very strong political beliefs. And um, I feel very anxious about the next four years. And we wanted to be upfront about that so that if you are not feeling anxious or do not want to absorb any of that anxiety, um, you are free to walk away from the podcast um, and just do that. (laughs) And um, hopefully for those of you who can either sit through that or who maybe feel similarly, this will be a place... um, Right now, um, I thought a little bit about what it would mean to talk about actions that we could take. Um, I was just saying to Jenny that my family and I are going to the march on January 21st. They, we are lucky to have one here in Oakland. Um, so it's, it started out as the Women's March on Washington and has expanded to sort of like anybody's march. Yeah. <laughs> um, and in several cities all over. Cities all over. Yeah. So um, if you're looking for a place to find like-minded people, um, check your local area and see what's happening. I was amazed at how many places just in California there are. And I was thinking about inviting friends who live in other states, but Denver and Portland and places where I have friends, um, are all having their own, all having their own thing, which was nice to hear. I know. Yeah. I know at least two people who are actually flying to Washington for the actual Me too. March. So Me too. that's very cool. I wish I could do it. Mm-hmm. Although I don't know. I just, I just, every time I think about what has happened, I just cannot believe that, that it's happening. Right. And I think right now I just, I feel like we need to um, put our seatbelts on <laughs> And be prepared. Yeah. I mean, clearly just being angry and depressed is not productive, so. And I really recognize my privilege of living in California. Oh, yeah. Thank God we live in California. And that um, our legislators, are the the two heads of the houses of our legislature, the day after the election, came out with a very strongly worded statement about how they will resist any policies that, um, that, work against the values of California. So, um, and I think that holds a lot of power because we hold a lot of the purse strings. <laughs> so, um, it will be, it will be interesting to see and participate in what happens. Yeah. Um, I think we're going to see a lot of crazy shit. 
<laughs> Just to put it out there. <laughs> I think we already have seen. Yeah, you know, but it will. Like, I don't think it's going to just die down and normalize. I think there will be a new normal of crazy stuff that happens. But I don't know. Hopefully. What, what, yeah. What I hope is that sort of collectively we'll come to our senses and not capitulate to some of what I feel is one man's personal needs. <laughs> and really, uh, people will be able to come together for the, the needs of all Americans and, and the world. Like, we're citizens of the world. And uh, we can't put that all at risk because of what it seems to me one person's financial situation which is much better than most people's right so we've been knitting through our anxiety yes um yeah um i, I would say not particularly uh, it sounds like you were maybe more prolific in the last a uh, couple of months. I have finished a few things and um, I am um, actually, I have a lot of things going, which isn't like me, but I think it's sort of representative of my, um, my state of mind. Mm-hmm. But um, it's one thing that I was kind of excited to have uh, done quickly is I knit a pair of socks for my mom, plain vanilla, self-striping socks, the best thing in the world. Even though I don't care for socks very much, I've figured out a way to love them, which is self-striping <laughs> vanilla socks. Which yarn did you use? With the afterthought heel. I used fishnets yarn um, in the cool 10 colorway with 10 different stripes. And the first sock, I probably took like a month to knit. And the second sock, I realized, okay, if I, it was Monday and her birthday it was the following Monday. And I thought, I think I can do this. I have an assembly in the middle of the week. I have a lot of time commuting. I'm just going to knit, 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 knit on the sock. And I was, and then I was going on a field trip, a day-long field trip with Adrian's class. So I was able to knit it. When did you finish? Uh, Friday night. So I started Monday, and I finished Friday, and was able to put them on the mail on Saturday. And because of the proximity of where we live, mail only takes one day, and she got them on Monday, which was her birthday. Yay! So if I need to, I can knit a woman's size seven sock in five days. I remember um, reading Stephanie Perlnick V's blog and she was doing this thing, this crazy thing where she was knitting, like trying to knit a sock a day. What? And she was For like, a baby? No, she was, she was <laughs> casting on like a 60, inch, 60 stitch sock, woman's okay. sock. I think she's like a six and a half or something. And she was able to do it. I mean, I guess if you don't do anything but knit that sock, uh, yes, you could do it. You could do it. And if, say, you were going on a long walk or you had a lot of meetings where you could knit, I mean, I was surprised at how far I made it one day. I, I, I think I documented it in the project page. But I, again, my mom has a six and a half, like six and a half, seven, and... Um, doing the afterthought heel, yeah, heel helps because you could just continue on, put the waist yarn in, and keep going. Right, and it's only sixty-four stitches around, so um, it, yeah, it was not hard to make progress and see progress, which is nice. And I think, and also some, if you don't need a long leg, right, 
I think that might be key. I tend to, my rule, my standard for legs is generally about as long as the foot. Mm-hmm. I feel like an equal lateral <laughs> relationship helps there. Um, so, but still, so I knew like, okay, the foot was 11 stripes and the, the, the leg was 11 stripes, something to that effect. Yeah, nice. Um, and then doing the, what I do for the afterthought heel is just a toe heel, which looks funky. You can never get it to block and sit pretty, but on, I find it to be the most comfortable, Mm. um, heel. And it's very much really what you see in a commercial sock, just, uh, you know, just doing that kind of decrease. Um, and I do not like short rows on socks. I never do them right. I, I always forget and have one too few or one too many mm-hmm. returns to do. So um, these are not, these are purchase socks. Oh, I okay. have on. Um, but self-striping or striping. I love yeah. the striped sock. Um, so that's one thing I finished. Yeah. Did you finish any socks? I, well, I had finished um, the socks that I had made out of my like two sisters self-striping mm-hmm. And so then I knit a pair of mitts with the leftovers, mm-hmm. and I just barely eked it out. So grown-up mitts? Yeah. Um, so that was very happy. I was like, because I didn't even weigh the yarn, and I was just like totally guessing, and and it worked out. So I was like, whew, <laughs> thank God. Um, and then I finished like a – I used the blueberry hat pattern – Okay. Um, which is like a used bulky yarn and bobbles. it's like a Trinity stitch mm-hmm. pattern. Um, so it looks very bobbly. Mm-hmm. But the crown of that hat is weird because it doesn't do any decreases. You just cinch up the top and that's oh, that. interesting. So you have to knit it kind of longer. I was Yeah, in order but to. I didn't do that. I you just, didn't knit it longer? I just made up decreases. And it looks okay. Yeah. I mean, it's not perfect, but it's done. Um, so you had a bulky on what yarn was it? It was Tannis Fiber Arts. You and your Tannis. like a red <laughs> called Poppy. Um, so I'm going to give that to Emily Tillis. Um, she was excited about the color. I'm not sure how excited she'll be about the bobbles, but we'll see. <laughs> I, the other thing that I finished during this time that I could remember was... Um, I made a Western Auto Cowl. It's a Karina Spencer oh, pattern. Oh, yeah. You finished it? I finished it. Yay. I uh, gave it to Adrian's teacher. And it is um, a bandana style cowl, which is my favorite style. And it is a slip stitch pattern that's really pretty easy to get into the rhythm of. And it was it was a nice pattern because it was um, something I could walk around with. I actually remember now I, we went up to Little Farm. Have you been to Little Farm? Mm-mm. If you're in the Bay Area and you have small children, Little Farm is a great uh, excursion. It's in Tilden Park, and it is a little farm, as the title would <laughs> indicate. They have cows and sheep and goats. And you take up – we went up after Thanksgiving, so everybody was up there with – you can feed them celery or lettuce. And um, everybody was there with their leftover celery from Thanksgiving. These animals were so well fed. I've never seen so many people there. But as I was walking around in the mud feeding goats celery, I was able to knit on this a lot. 
And um, the uh, in the pattern, she uses three different color yarns. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had purchased a kit from the Farmer's Daughter Fibers, who uh, it's a Montana-based uh, business. I don't even know how it came across my screen, but um, by screen, I mean eyes. I guess it's a really pretty um, kit where one it was one skein of this dusty light blue. And then another skein of this crazy variegated blue and pink and pops of other it's kind colors. Kind of speckly. In there. It's very speckly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, it um, it came with a pattern to make this beautiful big shawl, but the pattern was not charted. It was only written out, and it was written out line by line the entire pattern and i remember telling you and ellen this and you both go saying to me you cannot knit this well this was like the fifth project where you started something and there's some horrible thing went wrong with the pattern (laughs) and you had to like like i was gonna gyver it yeah i was gonna chart it myself and ellen's like no you will not you're stopping right now figure out something else a normal pattern so i got the karina spencer's the um Oh, it's Western so Otter pretty. Auto, and um, I used the blue for the first section, and then I used the variegated yarn. So that the blue, the more solid, would be up towards her face, and then the variegated would be oh the God. edge. Did she love it, love it, love it? She did. She okay. she is amazing. So if you give something to Adrian's teacher, she sends home a thank you note that day. I gave it to her um, as I was I went to their, his classroom's party, we gave it to her. I went home. I came back to pick up Adrian, and she's like, oh, I, ha- I left a note in Adrian's backpack for you. I was like, are you serious? Hey, you didn't have to write me a thank you note at all, but you wrote it before the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> so her mother trained her well. Um, I guess, like, you're never going to be as, like, clear about what you want to say in a thank you note as, as like, right after you mm-hmm. get it. So it's probably... It's, it's a good great. policy, yeah. and um, yeah, and then you're done. You don't have to think about it. Adrian's writing his thank you notes right now for Christmas, mm-hmm. and he was saying, "Okay, I have he has three more to write." He's like, "I'm doing it tomorrow morning," and I said, "Well, you know, you have until you know, we usually give him a lot longer." I was like, "But he's like, no, because if I do it, then it won't weigh on me, and I will be have written all my thank you notes." So I was like, "All right, smart, smart, good thinking, kid. yeah." So that was the, really the only other thing that I've finished lately. I but I'm knitting on a lot of things I could talk about in a minute. I did a lot of um, I did two other Karina Spencer cows. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's how I get the how yeah. I found Western Auto was you yeah. were talking about. I did Rochambeau, Rochambeau, um, which was great. Take me, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> Hamilton joke. Oh, my God. Everyone at Christmas was obsessed with Hamilton. Oh, good for you. All we did was listen to Hamilton in New Lebanon, Ohio. My dad was giving me a hard time about loving Hamilton. And then I hear him tell John that he listens to it every day. And I was like, I'm sorry, who's obsessed with Hamilton? And he's like, well, I mean, I just listen to it while I'm out on my walk. And I'm like, but you out for a walk for like two hours every day. So it takes you like over the course of the week, you listen to it about five times. And he's like, hmm, well, yeah, but I'm not obsessed like you. I mean, I didn't make a tree topper for my Christmas tree. I'm like, you don't even have a Christmas tree. I oh bet you God. would have if you did. We did charades and um, <laughs> Joelle put the clues in. And one of the clues was Hamilton. Uh-huh. And she just walked up and she was like, 
through her arms up like the yeah. star. And everyone's like, Hamilton! <laughs> 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 but anyway, and then I, I, so I knit the first bandana cowl, um, mm-hmm. Zuzu's petals, and then right. I knit Rochambeau and I gave that as a gift for Christmas. And then, um, I made some, I, I just did a bunch of little projects. Like I mm-hmm. did fingerless mitts out of my firecracker and I have to, nice. I think I'm going to try to do a hat in the leftovers. And then I did... I made the cognac hat oh, by Thea Coleman. By Thea Coleman mm-hmm. in a, the this handspun Lisa Souza that I got like three years ago that I haven't done anything with. Nice and yay, <laughs> it's done. Um, just stuff like that. Yeah, a bunch of little things. I may have mentioned this last time we recorded when you and Ellen and I went on our. Retreat. I got some yarn by Elemental Effects. It's a Cormo yarn. Mm. And I had been going around and around about what to make with it. And there mm-hmm. were a few different pattern choices. And I don't even think this was on my radar at the time that I was de- debating. But I had, I really love my campus jacket by Amy Christopher. It's my favorite. I wear it every day. It is my, I now have it on today. I said every day, except for today. Um, it's my jacket. It really is something that it's heavy enough. It's in Tesla Blanc. Um, but it's very heavy and it's long. And so I was thinking, what? how could I have something like that? And um, someone said, oh, why don't you just find another Amy Christopher's pattern? And I did. I purchased the Long Sands cardigan. And um, I've been knitting it since... I don't know, sometime in November I started it. Um, I remember also knitting it over Thanksgiving. Um, I love this pattern. The It is a, um, an alternate, mm. it's a textured pattern, right? So there's um, stockinette and then a garter row in like there. Ridge. There's like, you know, um, a ridge every fourth row. It's like an elongated rib with garter. Mm-hmm. But the patterning happens on the wrong side. So it's knit, it's written so that every right side you just knit all the stitches, but you have to do the patterning on the wrong side. So it has caused me a lot of... Hard to read on the wrong it's side. It's really hard to read on the wrong side because you're getting either garter stitch or... Or, or reverse stockinette. Yeah. Or, or, you know, so then it's it's just hard to read. Yeah. And I decided... Which did I think you switch it? The, no, I did not decide to do that. That would have been smart. No, I decided before I had really engaged in this pattern. I decided to knit the fronts at the same time, right? So that I, if I made any changes or when I did the, um, you know, binds off for the armholes, they would be, be even. the same length, yeah, and everything would be even. I wouldn't hopefully make any huge gaps. So it just was really slow going, and at one point, I guess I put it down in lieu of knitting Western Auto to get that finished. So I just picked it back up. I finished both the fronts. The back, I knit the back first, so that's done. That was the easiest piece. And now um, I've just, um, I'm embarking on the first sleeve. And the sleeve is interesting because you knit the cuff in one direction and then you pick up and knit up for the sleeve. Mm. So it's a pieced cardigan. I am... Are you loving this yarn? I love this yarn. I'm also loathing the idea that I may not have enough. 
should. I should, though, because I'm knitting for the size that I'm knitting. So I do have my gauge is different. So I regaged it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the size I'm knitting needs 950 yards. And I have 1,000 yards. So it should be fine. I should have plenty. I should have plenty. Um, do you make any mods? I made it shorter, so that should help. Yeah. You would think. Um, so that's so far the only mod is I made it an inch shorter. It was 16 inches, as most of Amy's patterns are. They're, the length is 16 inches, uh, no matter what uh, size you're knitting. Right. And I think I made mine 15. I'd like to, since it seemed I can make this decision depending you know, later, I want to put side seam pockets probably mm. because pockets. Um, but I will see if I can get through <laughs> both sleeves. Um, and I do How have, many? this is my fourth skein. This is okay. my last skein that I'm knitting on now. Mm-hmm. Um, they're 250 yard skeins and I have a little bit left from the fronts and I have my swatch and that was my phone. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we'll see. I mean, the sleeves, I can also sort of make a determination as I'm going. I can make it longer or or not quite as long. My arms, I like to have a longer sleeve. Yeah. And my arms are, well, my arms, my arms are actually kind of oddly, the length I like my sleeve is bigger than you would expect for a person of my size. I like to have like a 19 inch. Wow. Yes. I have like the shortest arms. And so how long do you like to have your sleeves? Like seventeen or eighteen? Oh yeah, I like I like a lot. I also like to have my sleeve so it goes past my wrist uh-huh. because I can always push it up, right? Right. I did make this smaller today. I had um, knit the cuff, and then when I put it around my um, wrist, because the cuff is knit in you know in the opposite direction, it felt a little baggy. And mm-hmm. I like the cuff to be firm, snug, snug. Yeah. And then, you know, you're totally going to make it because all you have to do is really like maybe nine inches mm-hmm. and 40, like on 49 stitches. Yeah. So the, the sleeves are much smaller than the fronts were. Right. I believe. Yes. The sleeves are smaller, so I should be okay. I think you should be okay. I think so too. But yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, right. I don't know. It's going to be awesome. So this is this Elemental Effects Cormo. First of all, Cormo, wow. Isn't it like knitting with like homemade bread dough or something? Yes, that's exactly (laughs) what it's like. It's so squishy and firm. And I mean, it has the softness, but it has that strength of Coriadale. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm I'm really loving it. I I love this is a a favorite color of mine, um, dubbed Scummy. And uh, it's a one of these changeable yarns. It almost seems neutral in sunlight. Yeah. Like the photograph that's currently on Ravelry totally looks neutral, but it is also kind of a crazy algae green, right? Slash yellow. So um, I'm enjoying, a, very much enjoying knitting this. So that's one of my in progress. You are knitting something. I am knitting a pine cone hat. Oh, I knit an, I knit another pine cone hat. Out of um, some really old... No. No. Um, It is by... I know. I feel like I know this. Amy Decker. Oh, uh uh-huh. Of Anchovy Knits. 
And it's, you know, it's like a texture pattern and it's really good for hand spun or like thick, thin yarn. Hmm. And it's like a knit pearl textured rib pattern with garter ridges with a little I-cord top. Um, So I knit this out of some old spun monkey hand spun that I had. Oh, I have some spun monkey hand spun that is very much like the manas that you are using right now. It's a, a single. I love spun monkey hand spun. I'm like, she's very talented. Um, so then I knit that and Mm -hmm. then I was, and then I have this like 10 year old skein of Manos, um, Classica and Wildflowers that I was like, I have to I'm sorry, did you just say a 10 year old skein of, I mean, not that I don't have. Yes. (laughs) This is really old stash. It's it's so old. It's just, it's interesting what we hold on to, right? Yeah. Like Like, why have I been holding on to this one skein for so long? You've been waiting for the thing. And the thing is this pinecone hat, apparently. <laughs> it's cute. I really like that. I'm now actually thinking about the spun monkey that I have and thinking, oh, that would make a lovely uh, match to that yeah. pattern. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, it's kind of a relief to knit on size 10 needles <laughs> after, like, casting on a pair of socks and finishing, like, fingering weight mitts. And you're like, ooh, <sighs> progress. I have a friend who's learning how to knit, and I don't know what size needles her project is on, but she saw me knitting on this, which is on... Oh, gosh. Please tell me I changed needles. I did not change needle size. Damn it. I mean, well, that's a okay. healthier yardage. It will. It will also... I only have to go back to where I picked up stitches. And I don't even have to rip out that. I just have to. I mean, you could just switch needles now yeah. and then skip a increase. <laughs> no. That explains some things. I was like, I hope I... Oh. I was watching The Crown when I did this last night. Have you watched that? I haven't seen it. And it's it's a little riveting. So I think I was thinking, oh, I will change uh, needles. And I didn't. But I've already ripped this out today because I didn't... <laughs> There, I, I didn't like part of it. It's all right. It's only one day. I do. I think I have the needles on me. Embrace the process. Um, I can't remember what I was talking about. Doesn't matter. Now I realize I have to go back and change needles. Hmm. Oh, I know what I say. No, that my friend is knitting. Uh, I don't know what her project is knit on, but she saw my uh, size seven. Needles. She's like, those are so tiny. And I did not have the heart to say, oh, these are the biggest these needles. These are huge, man. These, these, these are the biggest needles I almost ever use. <laughs> You'll find out soon enough on your own. So I um, I have a couple of other things that are in progress. One is the socks I've been knitting for John. And I'm on the second sock of, I think you've seen these, haven't you? Yes. This so is, pretty. I love um, this stitch pattern. Western Sky Knits. It's a gentleman's half hose. And I'm, um, I, I think I'm almost finished with the leg of the second. But I know I have to do the, the whole heel situation next, mm-hmm. which isn't really that much of a pain. But it does require thought. And so I really... I Did to, you do the heel as the pattern specified? I think so. Why do you ask? I'm just wondering because yeah. it's like a different heel than I've it's seen. It's a slip stitch. Oh, right, it is different. It is. It doesn't have it, like it keeps the, the pattern. The double stitch back. Right, and it keeps the pattern mm-hmm. until the very end. Until you do the short rows. Right. Well, yeah, I guess so. 
I did. That was what was in Nancy Bush. I just trust Nancy. Yeah. Right? Like, I mean, how do you, you not trust Nancy? How can you not trust Nancy Bush? <laughs> okay. Yeah. And with for John, the socks, the way he wears socks, he has not worn out any heels. So I'm not that worried about it. Um, he, um, he has like one pair of socks, which are maybe eight years old. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I think these are coming in out of life, but they still aren't worn thin. But he can feel the difference between his newer socks. So right. I'm knitting that. I am knitting a hat, which I cannot remember the name of the pattern, out of some Cascade 220 Aaron. Part of their weird misnomering of the way they name their yarns. And this is a deep uh, one one twisted rib. And oh then my god. I'm done that with that. Super deep. Now it's time for uh now it's time for stockinette. I do have the correct needles in there. I can proceed with that if I wanted to. And then I started my brother's birthday socks. I've I've decided that socks like maybe every third year people will get a pair of socks. And so I want to start like a cycle of like who gets socks each year. Mm-hmm. Um, and let me get stuff in here. I'm knitting him uh, again, just plain. Oh yeah. No, here. A plain vanilla socks and self-striping. And I'm making one in Boba Fett Yay. and the other in Han Solo. So um, I've got the Boba Fett sock almost knit. I hope to finish that. I'm actually thinking about, um, because I'm doing the afterthought heel, to make the Boba Fett sock have a Hans heel oh, and the Hans sock to have a Boba Fett I heel. love it. <laughs> so they're stepping on each other every nice. time they move. That's awesome. Um, so those are sort of the four active things. I've, I have some things on my mind about starting. Have you? Is there anything in your... Oh, I have I have a bunch of like I cast on my Princess Leia mustache yarn oh. in honor of rest in that peace. whole disaster. Rest in the, the force. Um, mm. and so so Carrie Fisher had really been on my mind uh-huh. because I had finally seen the Force Awakens. Have you seen the Force Awakens? I haven't seen it. Oh my oh, god! Wait, have I seen it? It's the one with Ray. Yes. I so good. That. Yes. Very good. So good. Um, and there's part of uh, so good that after I watched it, I immediately watched this 45 minute video on YouTube about all the Easter eggs and like references to other things in it, which was just an excellent video. It's by a, a group called the new rock stars. These totally adorable nerds who like pick apart all the sci-fi stuff. <laughs> and, uh, like seriously, this kid who does the, the Warsaw Awakens one, I'm like, you are so cute. I can't even handle it. Um, but there's this huge um, Leia storyline that gets cu- that got cut out of the yeah. Force Awakens. So I kind I kind of hope that this is. I mean, I hate for this to be the impetus, but I kind of hope that JJ and Disney come together and decide to like m- release a short film that's the Leia storyline from Force right. Awakens. Um, it's pretty deep. Like it, I think I understand why they cut it. It seemed like it would have taken another half an hour into the movie which is a pretty long, excellent movie if you haven't seen it. Um, yeah. So I've After watched, almost seen, just saw the latest Rogue one, one mm-hmm. um, she was just like listening to Rogue One podcasts. Oh, I was like, Rogue wow. One is also really great. And there is a Leia element to that, which I won't tell, I won't spoil. Um, but it is, Rogue One is also an amazing movie. It's a, a it's a very, it's darker. It's really interesting to me the how, 
both Force Awakens and Rogue One, to me, felt like they were influenced by Battlestar Galactica, mm. especially Rogue One. Like Battlestar Galactica was so dark, uh, and um, the music, um, particularly. So for and Force Awakens, the score is by John Williams again. But JJ's um, JJ Abrams, right? Normal composer who composed all the lost music. I thought this was really neat. He took a backseat. He was like, I would rather hear a new John Williams score than write one myself, which I'm like, of course. I mean, that makes sense for a person who was raised. But he wrote the Rogue One score, and it also was very reminiscent of BSG, something that I don't think I would ever thought of except for through talking to you, particularly around Buffy and how aware of the score, Buffy score, you made me. Right. And so when I watched Battlestar Galactica, I was really aware of the score. And then, again, seeing these new Star Wars movies. Anyway, so now you're making your Leia socks. Yes. Sad. And then I have to make my pink hat for a friend of mine who's Mm -hmm. going to Washington. And um, and then I was in Dayton. And (laughs) I made my family babysit my kids so Harold and I could go out and, you know... Enjoy Dayton. Get a break. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh my gosh, being in my parents' house that is not childproof with Hugo. Oh wow. It is just insane. Like that kid, he is a wild man. He's a wild man. <laughs> you know, I have to say, you said that to me before we went to a Christmas party at a mutual friend's house. And I was like, come on. And I don't think he's out of control, but like, he's like a little bulldozer. He's just like, I'm here. Yeah, he is. Let and me like, climb into your washing machine. And he, like, basically learns about things by, like, just, he's very tactile. So mm-hmm. he just wants to, like, press all the buttons and, like, open all the doors and open all the drawers and, like, you know, spin all the wheels and unplug things and turn off power strips and, you know, run printer tests, <laughs> prints. <laughs> Oh my so. god! Like he would, he would get his bath, and then I would be getting Matilda out, and he would run down four flights of steps, completely naked, so he could like play with his Matchbox cars. <laughs> I'm like, it's like play, go play. I'm like, oh my god. Um. So anyway, we just needed a break. So anyway, I decided to visit the local LYS in Beaver Creek. Um, that happened to be having a store-wide 20% off sale. <laughs> and they Is had an amazing selection. I guess it was a post-holiday sale. It was like one of those things. Like Amazing. And they had an amazing selection of Mad Tosh and Malabrigo. And they had some hand dyers. I mean, I just basically went a little cuckoo. Um, and I was like, oh, I'm going to make Hugo the little dude sweater. (gasps) (laughs) So I have to show you what I got. Please do. Um, so I, well, first of all, isn't this really pretty? That is gorgeous. Oh, it's Arco Eunice. Yeah. Is this Rios? No, no, it's um, Arroyo. Arroyo. No, I was gonna say Rios is my favorite yarn, but I think a uh, Malabrigo's. But I think Arroyo is my favorite yarn of theirs. I've been obsessed with your cowl, so uh, I got some Holy Festival. Oh, uh, which BT Dubs, you know, I ruined. What? So what my happened? 
Holy Festival cowl. Is this the Sockway yarn or the? No, this is the, the um, DK. 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 I did my clever hand wash in the hand wash cycle in the washing machine, and I washed it with a. It's another Mad Tosh that did it. I washed it with my Mad Tosh sweater, the one with the giant hole in the elbow, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it still bled. Oh my god, that sweater is, five, is so old. It's five or six. It's six years old. It's as old as yeah. That it's six years old, and it bled. It's just wrong. And therefore, it is now, it's not ruined. It's just, like, somebody else might look at it Slightly and think blue. it blue. Yeah, almost just sort of greenish. Gray? Oh. So somebody else might look at it and be like, oh, that's really pretty. And I look at it and go, oh, that used to be. Okay, this is a crazy idea. Yeah? But what if you soaked it in, like, Oxy-clean? a tiny bit of oxy or bleach? Just, like... Just a little bit. I think oxy. I'd be willing to try oxyclean. Yeah. Um. I think that bleach would totally take away the integrity of the yarn. Right. So I don't want to do that. But or I can give it away to the next person who admires it and just move on. The crazy part about it is that it's very even. I'll show it to you. Okay. So that. Okay. Okay. So so that that makes me nervous because okay I got. This okay, Ooh. buying white Mad Tosh is kind of like why am I doing that? But I it is an excellent I'm question. I'm pairing it with brown and green mm-hmm. to make the little dude. But what if it bleeds? So one thing you could do is soak them both in the colored ones in vinegar before I start. Before you start, just um, just hanked right. Mm-hmm. Soak them in vinegar, rinse it out. The other thing is I did wash – I mean, it was lukewarm at best. I washed on warm and, like, not cold. Mm-hmm. So I think if you hand-washed it, you wouldn't have a problem. I think it's because I let the machine have its moment with it. Right. So mm. that's so. – um, that is interesting. That's beautiful. So, but this isn't natural. They did do some dye on this. There's definitely a the paper color is not just the natural color of that yarn. They did something. They did something. But <laughs> I don't know what it who is. Who knows? The reason why I got Mad Tosh for the sweater is because that sweater that um, Alma made for Hugo mm-hmm. with the color work mm-hmm. and the shawl collar. I run that thing through the washer and the dryer, and it looks perfect still. And that's what's a brown with. And it's a Mad Tosh superwash. Um, so I was like, hey, you know, like this, this is good for my life. Um, although I do have to steak it. Wow. Really? Yeah. I might, I might just run it through the machine. Yes. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Before I cut it. But um, anyway, I went a little nutso with that. And then I got the Holy Festival. I got the Arco Iris. And I got a couple of skeins of um, Zalber Ball, wow. one of which I gave to my sister. Wait, so you got more than one skein of? Yeah, I have two. So it's going to make something. A big cow. Yeah. I mean, the that's what I think with the worsted. What's nice about like the worsted yarns that are sort of emulating the idea of the sock yarns mm-hmm. is the... the the bandana cowl. I think that's a great strategy. Yes. I 
um, went back and forth and back and forth around, just around, was it right around Christmas that Etsy did this uh, That thing, coupon. The coupon. <laughs> if you bought $50 on Etsy, they would give you a $10 gift card. I got my gift card today. Yay! Because I've been, of course, ever since Jenny started buying from Die for Wool, I've been a little jealous and wanting my own die for wall. <laughs> and you knit that color block sweater and those four, is it four or three? Just three. Just three? Mm-hmm. It's just three balls? No, no, four. Four, four. four balls, four. but three colors. Yeah. And what I was amazed at was how chunky it knit up yeah. for, and it's so soft and so pretty. So I... Very light and airy. Bought three uh, skeins of that. It's the Merino Alpaca Yak chain net in light bright purple or something that is fuchsia i don't know why they call it she calls it purple it's pink to me right and i think i'm going to knit another amy christopher's pattern which is called pharaoh it's a dolman style pullover oh, lace yeah. work and yeah, yeah. it it supposedly takes about six or seven, maybe 700 yards of an Aaron weight yarn. And that yarn knits up at Aaron. Yeah, definitely. So I think I should have enough. I have about, I think it's a little less than 900. It's a good yardage on yeah. that yarn. That, all of their yarns have great yardage. Um, I just couldn't. I, I, I literally I like went to bed that night. I was like, I don't need it. I don't need it. I don't need it. And the next day I was like, oh, I totally need it. Oh, I don't need it. No. <laughs> So I bought it. It's already on its way from Germany. They, they ship really fast. And their shipping is not that expensive. Yeah. Considering it was under $6 to ship it. It's from Germany. Amazing. So I bought that. Um, we went to a Stephen West event at Verb where we bought his new book. Uh, which are not. Westnitz West, Bestnitz. Yes. Westnitz Bestnitz. It's got uh, 10 of his shawl patterns in there. Which um, a number of which I want. I, I didn't own any of those patterns, and I wanted there are at least three or four in there that I wanted to knit, and it was adorable to see him as always. Um, Does Stephen make his own clothes? Good question. I think because he has so many crazy prints <laughs> going on at once. I just think he must. Well, he's a dancer, right? So at the very least, he knows where to get. He knows where to get clothes that right. express his point of view. Because wasn't he wearing like some sort of leopard print suit? He, I thought it was like um, like like a like a one piece. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, I mean, he knew, he knows his sense of style, right? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's it's awesome. I um, mean, if I like, I need to get into sewing because. There's so much cute fabric out there. <laughs> oh, my God. Because I, that's where you fell down on Etsy. I did. There was this Japanese store, Miss Matanabe or something, mm-hmm. and she, her fabrics were like 70% off. She was having this crazy sale. Like, a bunch of them were 70% off, and then a bunch were 50% off, and a bunch were 30% off. Oh, my gosh. I'm glad I didn't know about that. And it's still going on. Uh, Sorry. Well, I'm going to um, ignore that. But anyway... It, I do have that ten dollars so card from Etsy. I put all this stuff in my cart, but the shipping from Japan not cheap. Oh, interesting. Like, I think my my fabric came to like forty five dollars, mm-hmm. 
And then shipping was 25. And I was like, wow, like that's a lot. That's like, it's like half of the value of the actual products. Hmm. But then I thought, but it's still a good deal. I mean, if, yeah. Cause they were, I mean, it was, it was just like a, a dollar 50 for like a half yard or, you know, I and mean, super cute. Yeah. Us. Yeah. So I'm solving you. <laughs> you have, oh my gosh. We haven't even talked about the biggest news. Jenny moved. Oh yeah. Now Nicole and I both live in Oakland. Woo! <laughs> that is why we're recording together at 10 minutes to eight, nine. I'm sorry. 10 minutes to nine on a Friday night. Because I was able to drive over to Jenny's. I even, not this will mean anything to anybody, I drove over the hill from Safeway and found my way here on all those crazy streets. Oh I couldn't believe God. it. How did you like, do that? I don't know. I came over and I, I got on Grand and I was like, I think Walla Vista is the next street. And I was right. I'm like, ah. So there are parts of Oakland that are quite crazy. Labyrinthine. Yeah. And um, that's the part where Jenny lives, so I was, it was a, it was a little, it wasn't even that, I mean, I just was like, I just got to trust that if I go over, keep going in this direction, I'm going to get to Grand. Yeah. And I did. So Jenny moved to Oakland, and in Oakland, she has a room of her own that will eventually could be a sewing room. Yeah, She evicts the cats. Yes. <laughs> it is now the cat room. Um, it might be hard to evict the cats, and that the room has a certain smell. Cat smell. Cat smell. Because this was the room that we locked them in, like, while we were moving, so they wouldn't be traumatized by, like... (laughs) By the move. Yeah. And they were, of course, like, just pissed. They were just (laughs) angry, and they were... They were not kind to the room. And the carpet. But, you know, they, they are perfectly fine now, so... So now it's just trying to get them to move their business to another room. Hopefully. And then air that room out. Yeah. Place the carpet, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you'll have space for it. Yeah. When the time comes. Yay! Um, and I'm super excited to have you close by. It already, I've seen you twice in the last two weeks. And in the middle of that, you went <laughs> to Ohio. So I feel like that is a serious accomplishment. Hurrah! Um, I did do couple small purchases I bought at that Stephen West party. I bought one skein of Matosh DK in Fathom and I realized today that I need a blue hat and mm. for myself because I'm wearing a lot you of blue right blue now hat. and I need a blue hat. So I think I will use that to make... Do you um, still have that blue Malabrigo scarf? The Malabrigo sock? Is it a hitchhiker or like... Do I still have like, that? That one is so no, it's a, is a Isabel... Maybe, yeah. It's a shawl. It's yeah. A, a or, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I still have that or if I gave that as a gift. I think I may have given that as a gift to somebody. Okay. This, that Fathom, though, are very different blues. That, yeah, they're, that they're was, very different blues. That was a gray blue, and this is Fathom, which is like, wow. Um, and then today I went to a new yarn store in Berkeley called Black Squirrel. Oh, my God. And I got some spun right round, speckly goodness in DK. I almost, along with this, bought two skeins of uh, Forbidden Woolery Gluttony in Worsted. Mm. And I was thinking about, oh, I can make some crazy striped vest. And then I was like, rein it in, rein it in. Um, 
I have purple. And so I'm actually thinking about using the yarn that our friend Lauren, old rusted chair, mm-hmm. um, gave me, which is a fingering weight, but maybe doubling it and doing something like Zuzu's petals almost, but with a texture. So mm-hmm. a, a, a cowl with maybe like the Western Auto slip stitch so that it breaks up the speckling and variegation. So this mm-hmm. variegation is the base is gray and then there's purple and then acid yellow surprise and green in so there. Great. And, um, and then using Lauren's um, yarn to do some sort of lace border, either single or double depending. But Black Squirrel is a super cute little store. I would say it's like an Etsy store come to life. It is um, kind of in a funny location. Um, you, It's in Berkeley near the 4th Street shopping area. So it's west-west Berkeley, right by the um, train tracks and the freeway. But her collection has, especially if you're a sock knitter or a shawl knitter, she carries a lot of... Um, Small dyers spun right round with this dyer and twisted owl fiber arts, a favorite of ours, and some other dyers that I was not familiar with. So that was neat to see. And she currently has a um, Forbidden Woolery trunk show and is hoping to carry some of the yarns full time in her shop. So, um, and then there's a small selection of fabric and then a really sweet collection of more gifty things like. Um, there's some cross stitch kits and, um, uh, mugs and t-shirts and it's a nice place if you are not a knitter or could go in and get, get a gift for a fiber person. So I would recommend it. I'm trying to figure out how they have a regular knit night. That's the same night as our knit night. I'd love to try to Is do it every week, every week. So we could do another Thursday, yeah, our yeah. regular Thursday, Maybe the third Thursday. Yeah. And hang out there. Um, so um, it was nice to see. It seemed like there has not been a lot of new developments in yarn stores. Um, yeah, in I the feel Bay like. Area. Yeah, I feel like it's it's hard to keep the brick and mortar going. It is, although I like buying on Etsy for me was a real challenge because I'm always nervous about buying yarns online. Mm-hmm. So really, the only yarns I've recently purchased online are mustache yarn, Star Wars yarns, because I'm obsessed mm-hmm. and will continue to be. I'm like ready for the next update, even though I still have tons of it. I'm like, I need my Leia yarn. I need my Ray yarn. Come on, <laughs> Stacy, if you're listening. Um, and um, and then I bought from Dyed for Wool because you've purchased from them and I know that their product is really beautiful and not that I distrust other people, but I just, I love seeing things in person, which is what was neat about um, Black Squirrel is that it has that Etsy feel, but in person you can see these things. And she carries Swan's Island um, and Brown Sheep, which is not something I feel like we see a ton of. Yeah. Um, So um, that's nice to see. I feel like the other yarn stores that have opened in the last few years have been kind of people have taken other over other spaces where there had been a yarn store. So to see a brand new yarn store pop up is, is pretty cool. It's pretty cool. So I'm excited for her success. Um, and we will descend on that store eventually. Yeah. I'm kind of afraid to go there after all my yarn buying. 
just nip for the next few weeks. But you know, I, I think that I could, um, now that I've kind of gotten it out of my system, <laughs> be more restrained. Yes. I, I mean, I literally, I was going to buy three skeins of yarn. I was like, okay, now buy one. You'll be fine. <laughs> You'll be fine. Um, it is also, we've talked about this in the past, the ease it is to knit with a new yarn and how it's harder to kind of dive back into yeah. the older part of your stash and witness my 10 year old skein of monos. Right. Um, but I am enjoying knitting with it. That's pretty. nice. Yeah. Um, there is, um, so there is a, uh, a knit along that has started independent of us, but I am fully endorsing on our boards. That is a whip and fix it cow for 2000. And seventeen, and the idea being there are not prizes, but except for getting your stuff done and fixing your stuff. And I have so many things that need to be fixed or finished that I was pretty excited to see this pop up. So, um, is this double knit? This is our podcast. Oh, these are really our board. Oh, yeah, this is where we've been living oh in the God. world of. I know. I, I didn't even have the heart to look on Ravelry for like the last couple months. I really it's haven't just, either. Yeah. yeah, it's been really hard for me. Yeah. Um, so I have lined up a few things that I want to finish. And I feel like, or finish or fix. And I feel like if I could do one a month, I would feel great about that. Um, the first thing I want to finish is getting all the things wrapped up from our um, Keep It Small Knit Along from 2016 which was really hard for me to kind of stay on top of as the year progressed. And not just because of the election, but because life. life. Yeah. <laughs> and so I want to make sure that everybody from each month gets their prizes and that I had promised to make bags for quarterly prizes. And I will finish that up. So that is one of the things that I would like to finish. Oh, this I have year. to make a bag for that too. Yeah, great. Yeah. That would be great. Yeah. You can sit down and do that together. Yes. Fantastic. With my new fabric. With your new fabric when it arrives from Japan. Woo! Um, so that's maybe the first thing I want to sort of make sure that I, I finish as far as a work in progress. I also have decided to, I feel like this is um, interesting. I've been thinking a lot about the phrase make, do, and mend. Mm-hmm. And um, 2017 will be the centennial of my grandmother's birth, my dad's mom who I was incredibly close with during her life. And she was a child of the depression and she was very make do and mend. And um, I feel often like I'm channeling her when I make my own clothes or fix things. Um, But I have those felted slippers and the toe is blown out on that. And I know that I could just make a felted swatch and sew that on and they would be good for another couple of years. Yeah. So I want to fix those. I need to re-sew the sole on, do a couple other things, but I think I could really fortify those. The sweater that I talked about earlier with a blown-out elbow, uh-huh. which is the um, Girl, Girl Friday, Friday sweater in Mad Tosh Ink, which is, I will be honest, my sleeping sweater is very comfortable to sleep in. I enjoy it <laughs> for cold nights, uh, but the elbow is blown out, and I have the swatch from that sweater. I could just sew that swatch right on yeah. to that elbow and... It would be fixed. And then um, the Meyer cardigan, uh, which I wore over here, still mm-hmm. doesn't have buttons. So there's that. Those are So I'm not going to try to plan out for the whole year. Yeah. I'm just going to try to 
think about some things immediately that need some mending or finishing up. I have this thing where like once I have like wool socks that I've worn through the heels, mm-hmm. I save it because I, I plan on like cutting the socks and like making some sort of patchwork blanket out of it. Ooh. I love this idea. Yeah. But I just have to do it. How many pairs of socks like that do you have? I mean, not enough to make a huge blanket, but enough to like start it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh. It's kind of exciting. I mean, it's just not even like all handmade stuff. It's just, I have a bunch of smart wool socks. You mm-hmm. the, and it, but you know, but the legs and like the foots are totally are fine. Fine. And so it would be nice to like repurpose that. Yeah. I've been thinking a lot about like just trying to do stuff like that. You know what? I, I, I totally want to buy wool batting and make a wool comforter. Just like get some sheets and like mm-hmm. and have it stuffed with a wall. Yeah, because I was thinking about getting Hugo one because I got Matilda one, mm-hmm. and like, I was looking at the price of these things, and I'm like, this is crazy. This is just crazy. Like I could make this. Um, Adrian sleeps with a wool blanket, and then um, I have and I inherited some wool fabric that I thought at first I could make into a coat, but it really isn't that kind of it's not coating fabric it's Mm -hmm. it's very heavy so i've been thinking but it's kind of itchy so i've been thinking about sewing minky Mm. onto it and so one side would be really soft but then it would have the power of wool Mm -hmm. so yeah um and there are like high-end blankets that you can buy like that and i was like um or i could just go to joanne's and get minky and (laughs) be done with it (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I was kind of thinking, like, if I could make this patchwork blanket out of my socks, mm-hmm. then I could do, like, some sort of tie quilt thing um, with, like, a wool batting and have, like, a super warm blanket. Mm-hmm. Anyway. That would be, Things yeah. to think about. And I think you could sort of combo it. You could have other, like, if you, with your wool socks, you could probably... Find old wool sweaters, boil that wool, and oh, I have a there. bunch of sweaters. I'm also gonna do the thing with like sweaters that people don't wear anymore. Oh. I just am gonna like cut them up and make them into blankets. I think that you could, yeah, just start with one, yeah. right? Yeah, have a. I think that yeah, are they like a variety of sweaters, not not ones you've made, or they're like Costco sweaters that are wool? No, they're like cashmere. What? They're cashmere Costco sweaters that no one wears anymore. I have this cashmere sweater that I've been trying to repurpose. It has this, the person who owned it before me, I bought it at a thrift store, wore such strong perfume or something. I have washed this sweater so many times, like put it in the washing machine and try to like belt it and all these things. And the fragrance on there still persists. It's nuts. It's nuts, but it's such a beautiful color that I can't like let go. It's this plummy purple, and it's so soft. Maybe once it's cut up, the the smell, the smell will dissipate. Be <laughs> <laughs> um, that's funny. Yeah, but it's kind of interesting. Like I don't know. I've never really knit or sewn with um, wool knits. Mm-hmm. And so it'll be interesting to think about, like, what kind of stitch to use and how to do that. I, I think 
Like a zigzag? Nice and circular. Yeah. I like the way you think. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think using the serger is really the key there. And I think you probably will want to strip quilt things too. So, right. you know, sewing them together one way and then cutting it and then moving the strips around. And so there's fewer seams yeah. because the seam is going to cause it to stand up from the batting. You have to like, especially with knits, right. um, it won't be as easy to keep ironed and flat. Right. Is my theory. Well, that's why I was kind of thinking that like making it into some kind of quilt would be better so that the, the wrong side could just be as ugly Mm -hmm. as, as it needs to be, but it's still going to have dimension. Right. Right. right? So that's right. The challenge. But the dimension will be squished into, into wool batting. (laughs) True enough. Yeah. Yeah, it's been, like, Oakland is surprisingly colder than the city. Mm-hmm. Something about the sea air that keeps San Francisco slightly warmer. warmer. I think it's been a little colder this winter than we've experienced mm-hmm. um, in the past couple of years. I think last year we didn't turn on the heater hardly at all. Mm-hmm. And we've been putting the heater on every day. So it's it's a little bit of a difference. I mean, it's still mild California, but um, a different a different kind of chill. Yeah, so it would be functional. It would. If we ever have a winter like this again. <laughs> so um, we're still knitting. Yay! Um, we are now also resisting. <laughs> and, and also recording. And re- um, <laughs> I like the idea of making do and mending. Um, I realized, like, 2016, I bought a lot more yarn than I had in the previous couple of years. So I think it was bound to happen, um, you know. I can, you can only stay good for so long. The kablooey has to come out. <laughs> it's not. I, I had not moved past the kablooey. <laughs> Self-righteous as I may have been about it. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> um, uh, wishing everyone the best in 2017. Happy New Year, everybody. And we will talk to you in soon. Yay! Oh,
song for you.